Taylor Walker from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Shannon Hearn from the West Coast Eagles. This is Nathan Jones from the Melbourne Football Club. Phil Davis from the GOS Giants. It's Brad Ebert from the Port Adelaide Football Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, you with MJ. Welcome to another Coaches Panel podcast as we talk through who I believe are the most relevant players for Supercoach Dream Team and AFL Fantasy Coaches. The article is already at coachespanel.tv. You can go and check that out. In at number 23 today, Collingwood midfielder Adam Trelaw. To talk all things Trelaw, I got uh, Jimmy on the line. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, MJ. Hello, listeners. Good to be back. He's a pretty exciting young talent, is Adam Trelaw. Still just the 25 years old midfielder, but one of the most consistent 100-plus midfielders in terms of averages that we've seen over the past couple of years. Last year, his best fantasy footy scores came in the same game against Richmond. It was a 147 for AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Huge ceiling. And a 149 for Supercoach. Uh, 108 was his AFL Fantasy average from his 13 games played and a 109 in Supercoach. He's just a touch under 600,000 in that format of Supercoach. And then really pricey in Fantasy and Dream Team, and that is because... He's got a really big average and ceiling about him. Seven eighty-seven hundred thousand. He's going to set you back in fantasy. Uh, not far off that too in AFL Dream Team. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand eight hundred dollars. We've alluded to the fact, Jimmy, already his ability to just be such a consistent scoring midfielder. Since two thousand and fourteen, he's averaged over one hundred in every single format and has gone over 110 previously in every format as well he's just one of the most fun and exciting players to actually own as a fantasy coach and and sometimes that goes past us doesn't it we always want to get the guy that's got the big ceiling the big consistency the durability we want this statistical beast um, that is going to deliver us these things and, and while that is certainly something you want something can't be misunderstood, misunderstated, and that is the desire of just and the joy of watching a player play the game that it can bring a fantasy coach where you watch Adam Trelaw burst out of stoppages, you know, run and carry the ball 30, 40 metres and deliver it inside 50 or, or kick, you know, that game-changing goal from a just a pure footballing sense and the joy he can bring a fantasy coach. There's not many better than Adam Trelaw. No, that's it. He'd uh, he'd look an awful lot better if he'd chosen Richmond or he'd go <laughs> instead. But uh, no, look, he's he's still fun to watch. Um, there, there's no question about that. And I think, honestly, when it comes down to it, the only reason you're not picking him um, is because you like someone a little bit better. There's no question mark he's going to be in the top handful again, surely. Um, yeah, there's no reason not to pick him. You know, people will talk about Beams and what impact that has, but um, you know, I can't see that making any real difference, to be honest. He's... Um, you know, Collingwood have shown us, and, and, and so have other teams before too, but especially Collingwood, that they can have four or five guys averaging over 100 in that midfield. That's, um, you know, they've done that uh, last year. They've done it a number of years over the journey. And, uh, you know, there's uh, the way that they play and um, the the style of, uh, of football and the type of players they have, there's enough going around that uh, he's not going to um, he's not going to be averaging less than 100. There's no, no real question mark about that. Um, and there's every chance he could be going uh, 110, 115 again. Yeah, you look at his 2018, yes, an injury-impacted year, just the 13 home and away games, but still mm-hmm. nine tonnes from his 13 games. 
only bad, eh? yeah, it's not a bad conversion rate, is it? Three of those tons were over one thirty, which is a really strong selling. That's that's captaincy mm. consistency. And yep. and when and we talk on about captaincy, I just want to mention mm. he's got uh, three of his first six games on a Thursday night. Yeah, which is huge given Supercoach is the rolling lockout. AFL Fantasy will do a, at least in a, a smaller percentage. Um, uh, give you the vice captaincy loophole, and at time of recording, um, AFL Dream Team looks likely um, yep. to be a full rolling lockout for the year. So these guys with those Thursday night games and Friday night games, which Collingwood, uh, among other teams, have a plethora of them, given the amount of attractive football and high winning games they've had, it's a huge, huge benefit for one simple reason: we don't have perma captain. Last two seasons, Tom Mitchell was just leave the sea on him and walk away. Yep. We don't have him this year. And, and I think, well, it's horrible for Tom and for the Hawthorne Football Club. I think it's one of the best things for fantasy coaches because now the variables and possibilities open really, really wide where it was always everyone had Tom Mitchell. Um, now, if you've got Adam Trelaw as your captain, if you've got someone we revealed a few days ago as Dustin Martin as captain, you know, a, a, a Dangerfield or a Grundy or whoever it is, all of a sudden now the variations and permutations that can happen for fantasy footy is huge. So someone like an Adam Trelaw, when you start him in your side, he's a captaincy option and you need multiple of them this year more than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with the numbers he delivers and the, the opportunity you've got, and especially in uh, a rolling lockout format, that, and even in fantasy, those Thursday night games are, yeah. are a partial lockout. Three of the first six to be able to have that choice to do that with him, um, and, and especially when uh, two or one of those, sorry, um, you know, is, is up against uh, Stephen uh, Grundy, will be up against Stephen Martin. Mm. Having Trelaw as an opportunity there is. Um, is very handy. Yeah, very nice. You know, so that's just, you know, what he delivered in fantasy last year, those nine tons from 13 games. It was even better in Supercoach, 10 tons, four of them over 130, that average of, of 109. That's great conversion rate. Then you go yeah. back to 2017. Um, It was probably considered a down fantasy year for Adam Trelaw, uh, which is crazy to say. From 21 games, 14 tons. Um, in AFL fantasy, six over 120 and an average of 108. This was considered by some a down year. Um, well, for Supercoach, maybe this is where that kind of perception comes from, was 11 Supercoach tons, four over 120, an average of 101. The reason that was considered, quote, the down year was because in 2016, he went at 111 across all formats, had 15 AFL Fantasy and Dream Team tons and 16 Supercoach tons and didn't miss a game all year. So that's where more from the Supercoach community side of things, it was believed that 2017 was a down year because he dropped, you know, from a 110 midfielder down to a just a, pretty much a flat 100. But for years now, we're seeing this durability, this consistency, and high ceiling making him one of the best midfielders in the game and one of the best fantasy options. Yeah, absolutely. And and you should be very firmly on the on on the watch list. Um, well, not even as a watch list. You don't need to see what he does in JRT. We know what he can do. But he should be sitting very firmly front of mind for all coaches as a genuine option to be starting in your midfield this year. Uh, there, there is no uh, way he's not. There seems to be no one talking about him. He's... Everyone's all over McRae and Oliver and Kelly and, and these types. But uh, Trelaw and uh, Canelio, who we spoke about last week, are, um, are going completely under the radar. Yeah, and you do look at some of the, the 
teams that he shares his buy with. And I want to talk about his um, conversion rate um, and ceiling in just a moment. But you look at, you share it with Brisbane, Geelong, West Coast, Sydney, and Melbourne. Clayton Oliver's probably the the out and out, um, you know, big name midfielder through there. Um, Potentially Gaff and and Yo. Um, Gaff more of as an upgrade target. Yo certainly is a unique starting squad. But but there's not this um, plethora of options like we get in some of the other buy rounds. Um, of two, three, four big premium midfielders that you're having to to choose against, um, you know. So look at that first buy round in round twelve. Essendon, you've got a Zach Merritt. Um, Fremantle, you've got a Nat Fife, uh, and also the Western Bulldogs. Um, you're you're rolling around with McRae. So if you're starting there, uh, you you can't go too many options rolling through there. You're really going to struggle to get a, an eighteen on field. Whereas the fact that he comes from a, a buy round where relatively not a heap of big premium midfielders that are popular uh, are in there, I think it only bodes well for Adam Trelaw. Oh, absolutely, it does. Um, and I think then the only other thing you might look at is whether you want uh, Trelaw or whether you want Pendles, or whether yeah. you want Adams, or whether you want Beams, or side bottom. Uh, whether you want Sidebottom, or whether you take a punt on Phillips. Um, there's, they've got a lot of options there that could score over that 100-point mark, and, and I genuinely believe there's no reason that all of them couldn't do that this year. Oh, it's, a, it's a scary thought. So he's got ceiling, we know that. He, he is, yeah. if you start him, he's considered someone that you could use as a captaincy option. But he's not going to hurt you all that frequently. You know, in just his past 34 games of home and away footy, just the three scores under 80 for AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, and, and just the five um, for Supercoach. But then you contrast that to the amount of tons. That's 21 games of the past 34 in Supercoach, where he's gone and tunned up, and 23 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. And so that conversion rate of hundreds, in contrast to the uh, the stinkers, we'll call it, um, mm. is really, really solid. Um, and, and so for me, you're right. Um, the only real two big kind of question marks about Adam Trelaw, one, um, it, it, and I suppose you could build it into personal preference, but it's, is there mm. someone cheaper that you think will match him that you like more? Th- that That's probably one question mark. Mm. And then the second is, what is the impact of Dane Beams into that Collingwood midfield, specifically around Adam Trelaw. Do you see it impacting Adam? Um, No, to be honest, not at all. Um, I I could see it impacting uh, potentially uh, um, an Adams or um, Beams himself or um, even might spend a little more time. Sire especially is going to get burnt, I would have thought, on that one. Um, That's, um, yeah, bad news for his development, I think. But... um, but no, overall, I, I can't see that impacting on Trelaw. His his best position is is playing midfield and and pushing hard forward. Um, and I can't see Beams changing that. Well, he wins plenty of his own ball. Um, he's got mm. this great burst away from the stoppages. Uh, he can also yep. get on the outside and link up. Um, impacts the scoreboard. I think he kicked like twelve goals last year. Averages just yeah. shy of 30 touches a game. Pretty decent um, disposal efficiency, given what he does with winning in and out with 68% efficiency last year. Five inside 50s, seven score involvements a game. Like, like, he really is one of the most complete 
midfielders in the game. Yeah, there are moments, um, you know, where he'll spray the ball by foot coming out of a, a contest, but he's certainly not alone um, yeah. in doing that. It's, it's actually quite common um, for you know in and out ball winners that you know are trying to win the get the rid of the ball under pressure. You know, mm-hmm. of course that's going to happen. But yeah, I, I don't think the beams thing will impact him personally right. and his midfield time. Um, I also think what we saw late last year. Um, especially through finals, how damaging Steele's side bottom was and really one of the key reasons that they um, did so well through the finals. There are many reasons they made the grand final. Um, but Steele's side bottom was the one getting the defensive attention from, you know, from West Coast in the grand final. Um, you know, it was shutting down on side bottom because his outside work was cutting up teams. And so previously, Trelaw was getting the tag, whereas I think sides are going to, realize what they were able to do that shut down Collingwood at times during the year was the outside impact and the elite skills of shutting down a steel side bottom. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and if I was running a, a tagger or two, um, side side bottom and then Phillips, I think, would be the two that I'd be looking to, to completely shut down their run if I could. Um, because uh, the, winning the inside ball is something Collingwood's always going to be able to do. But yeah. that outside stretch is... Um, yeah, that that second and third link is is where you can cut them up a bit. So that um, yeah, if you can shut down those two, I'd be doing that more so than trying to stop Trelaw, who's um, almost proven himself untaggable in a lot of ways. Yeah, which is a big call to say that. Um, yeah, he missed a, a bunch of games last year, absolutely. Mm. But outside of last year, he's incredibly durable um, because he's only missed again, not counting last year, six games in the five seasons prior. So he's got consistency of hitting hundreds in terms of an average. He's got a really great ceiling and he's got durability. And while not all the formats, you know, um, are open, you know, Dream Team at time of recording um, is not yet open. So you can't make the the big brand call that he's unique, but he's relatively unique in contrast to how the fantasy community talk about him. And I kind of want it to stay that way. I almost wanted to not have him in the 50 most relevant because there was a part of me that was Jimmy going, if I don't say anything, <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, That's it. But, but being such a big influencer on the fantasy footy community, MJ, I'm sure. Oh, no. No, trust me, everyone's mate. Everyone's picking him. You know, trust me, that certainly isn't happening in what I think. But rather, you, you <laughs> kind of, when you find these guys and you see their ownership number, you're like, I don't really want to add to that ownership number. So I'll just, I'll be quiet. Um, yep. and, and let's hope that nobody else does their research. Let's just help um, that nobody does their own work and maybe he'll stay. No, he's not. Look, he, he's a star. And if he's not in your starting squad calculations, when it comes to them getting off their buy round, um, he's probably one of your first upgrade targets. As you enter into round 14, coming off round 13, um, if you haven't got Trelaw and he's fit and firing, he should be right in contention for you. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the thing I think we're going to see this year a little bit too is that um, those buy rounds being as late as they are, we're going to have more or less completed teams by that round. Um, I think we're going to be pretty close to it, if not there. So um, if you're waiting until the buy round to get him and you're upgrading others around him, it's um, it's going to be an interesting sort of way to go about it, I think. Well, there's 12 rounds before his buy. And uh, if he goes at what he did last year, you know, that, that 108 average in, in yeah. Dream Team and Fantasy, that 109 in Supercoach, that puts him as a, a top 10 midfielder clearly in Fantasy and Dream Team and yeah. knocking the door down um, in Supercoach um, doing that. Can you afford to go without that 
Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But look, he's going to, certainly with his ceiling, he can hurt you if you don't have him. Um, and given his, his relatively strong consistency of hitting hundreds and 90-plus scores, yeah, yep. I, I right now, I, I have him in um, pretty much all my sides. I, I think Supercoach, he's in and out a, a little bit, but for Fantasy and for Dream Team, I, I got him locked away. Where do you have him, man? Yeah, no, Dream Team, I've got him sitting firmly there at the moment. Um, Supercoach, um, he's in and out, as you said. Fantasy, I don't have him. Um, and that's because I think that's the place where you can load up on those value options yeah. a, a little more safely. So he's, um, but no, but he has to be right in consideration, I think, for all formats um, and, and and in drafts as well, for that matter. Yeah, if someone said to me they were taking Adam Trelaw, especially in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, um, mm-hmm. in the opening round, I, I, I wouldn't be like, oh man, what are you doing? You're an idiot. No. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I get that because he's durable, he's consistent, he's got a good scoring ceiling. So um, even in Supercoach, it, it probably does feel a, a touch early, um, potentially, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he's gone by the second round of every draft in every format. Oh, absolutely he is. Um, and I think being the, the player is, and because there's not that um, hype about him this year, I suppose, that um, there has been previous he will slide just a little bit more than he probably should, I think, in a lot of drafts. Um, yeah, those first handful of picks are going to be the same three or four players in every draft. And beyond that, people are going to be looking at, uh, I think, are they taking the next best meter? Are they taking the best defender or the best forward? Or, or you know, jumping early on Gorn, maybe. Um, and so Trelaw will drift towards that end of first, start of second round, I think, um, in most drafts. So, But if you're picking him up as your first midfielder and... Uh, um, you know, even in the, the second round with something in the first, you're doing very, very nicely, I think. I, I'd be stoked because you, you're right. Because based on his average point, he's yeah. he's probably a top 10 selection. But because we've got some really big rucks that mm-hmm. if you don't get them early, you won't get them. Yep. A Patrick Dangerfield, who was probably a first rounder anyway. Yes. He he's now a, a probably a top two, if not three selection. I, I would think across all formats, a pretty yeah. similar um, first three selections, depending on, on the variation of it, is probably mm. um, Grundy, McRae, and Danger's probably a, a pretty vanilla top three in most so. formats. Yep. And then it opens up a little bit. Then you might start looking. A coach may go Gorn in, in super coach. Someone may go a, a Lloyd or a Laird a, a little bit early or, you know, mm-hmm. a Crips or something like that. Um, but it really does start to open up. And if you can, on you know, on the run back, you know, if you're a 10-team league, you know, you get your first round selection at eight and you go and lock yourself in a, a Lloyd, for example... Uh, you, you could land yourself Adam Trelaw on the run through back, which would be a fantastic start for you. Absolutely, it would. And and to be honest, that's what I'd be inclined to do is um, ignore him in the first round, I think, and, and hope that you can get him in the second. Um, unless you're in the first couple of picks, in which case you're ignoring him in the first and, and you're no chance in the second. But Because uh, yeah, he's not a top um, five pick, is he? No, no, I don't think he is, okay. um, which puts him in that sort of uh, you know, 6 to 15-ish Type bracket, give or take a little bit. Yeah, um, he's clearly got potential, and and there's, he's a worthy pick as your first mid once those um, other couple are off the board. Um, and it's just about yeah whether you whether you can get him on that run back on the second. Yeah, and in a keeper league, he goes very similar in a brand new keeper league. He he goes inside those top ten to twenty selections, no doubt. And in an established one, um, why would you be trading him? 
there's yeah. there's just no reason to get rid of a midfielder who's shown he can go 110, who does not average under 100, even when he has some tagged-affected games, and he's in his mid-20s. Yeah. This is when you're a fantasy coach in a keeper league and you've got a guy in his mid-20s who's just tonning up every year and can be 110, you just don't trade that for anything. No, I tend to agree, but I do think he's gettable. What, what is he going to cost you? By a Collingwood fan, yeah, that's he'd true. Be the sort of player I'd be targeting this preseason on the back of the, the injuries he's had last year, the inclusion of beams, you know, all of those things. I'd be just subtly mentioning in the group chats and you know talking him down a little bit, um, and then you make an offer for something that's um, you know, a little younger or a, um, you know scoring a little better but a little older, you know that that type, and um, you know throw in a draft pick if you have to. But if you can kick him up, I think now's the sort of time to be going after him. Yeah, I don't Probably. mind that strategy. I don't yeah. mind that. I think you're right. If you're going to get him, it's probably right now. Otherwise, it's kiss a goodbye. round one, yeah. Yeah, and even probably yeah. before JLT. Yeah, yep. no, I'd agree with that. Make the move now, and if you can get him, you're going to have to still pay a pretty penny for him. Oh, you will. But you it's won't worth get it. him cheaply, but now's the time to get him if you can. Yeah, I like it, man. Hey, appreciate your thoughts on Adam Trelaw. Easy, mate. Thank you. If you want to go and check out the article, it is there at coachespanel.tv along with all the other reviews and analysis on all the players inside the 50 most relevant. Getting real close to the top 20. And it's harder and harder to rank these incredible fantasy footballers, but I'm having a crack. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You can have your say across social media. Uh, you can join our Patreon and get early access to these podcasts as well as some exclusive content. And you can check out all the other player podcasts too of the 50 most relevant if you just discovered the coaches panel or the 50 most relevant head back through itunes and spotify check them out and leave a five-star rating and review the second last time we're in the 20s tomorrow number 22 okay i can't count properly that's not a good sign number 22 who is it you'll find out in 24 hours 